it feels like the barrier to entry in terms of eating healthy, healthily and making better choices and understanding all of these things on our labels, it feels to me, I feel overwhelmed by it. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. So this episode. When I tell you it is so informative, it is so, 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 so good. Um, You are going to absolutely love today's guest. So we have Jen Smiley on the podcast and Jen devotes her entire life and existence to helping people wake up and read the labels. She has almost 150K on Instagram and she has been helping people literally read labels uh, for so many years now. And so that is what she does. And I don't know about you, but I feel like there is so much that I just don't know. And so much that I want to know in terms of what is actually in the food that we are eating. And so, yeah, we know we should, you know, eat organic produce and we should, you know, stay away from these processed foods. Yeah, of course, we all know these things, but I think that it's really challenging and really difficult to, just understand all of these sneaky ingredients that are just inside of almost everything, these additives and I don't know, there's food coloring and all types of things, right? And so this episode, we talk about oat milk, we talk about sparkling water, we talk about water in general, we talk about additives in your food. Um, and really, Jen like is someone who is not about cutting stuff out, but finding different alternatives to the things that we love uh, and just making everything with real ingredients rather than processed ingredients that we find a lot of times in frozen or packaged foods, which there are some frozen foods that are not bad, by the way. Um, but she's all about edu- educating people so that they can make simple swaps that will just make you feel so, so, so much better. Um, so let's get into this episode. I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys. I am freaking so hype today. I have Dr. Jen Smiley on the pod. And if you don't know who she is, she is the woman behind Wake Up and Read the labels. Um, so I love the stuff that you post. I love what you put out there. Um, and you are just someone who is all about choosing real foods and real ingredients, um, which is something that I think we would all like to choose, but we have a hard time doing so. And I think the more educated we are, the better we can be at making those good choices. But anyways, I'm just so excited for having you on. Thanks for being on today. (laughs) Thanks, Victoria. Um, I appreciate you bringing me on and hopefully we can help wake up a little more people to understand what's really inside of your foods. Now, I do want to correct something real quick that you said. You called me Dr. Jen Smiley. I am not a doctor. Um, I've never been portrayed as a doctor, but I think what's so important about what I do is that, hey, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. And I have done this. And here I am with this information that I have learned on a self-guided journey. Um, I want people to know that they too can do this. You don't need to be a doctor. You don't need to be a nutritionist. You don't need to be a dietitian to read the labels and just find foods made with real ingredients. It's super simple. So hopefully um, for all your listeners, they can really understand that, listen, I, I can't be the CEO of my house. And I can understand which dairy-free products I should be looking for, which gluten-free products I should look for. It's all in the labels and the food industry has misled us or conditioned us to believe these kind of buzzwords, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, zero grams of sugar is healthy when actually it can be, but it's just, um, it's not disclosing everything that's actually inside of the food. So we're confused. Right. They leave, they leave a lot out. And my apologies for that. I actually didn't think that you were, but I have lovely, lovely help of goddess. My, my, the most amazing human in the world, my assistant who helps me out. And I was reading it and I was like, wait, I don't think she is, but if I don't say it, then I'm an asshole. And if I do say it and I'm wrong, I'm still an asshole. So as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, man, I don't think that's right. But I was like, 
Yeah, I just have some. It's just in case. <laughs> yeah, I have some people that help do some, you know, background information on my guests as well. And I always go in because I'm like, wait, hold on, this sounds really weird. So it's fine. You're not the first. Um, I've been called a doctor on social media a lot, and I'm like, no, 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 you guys. Like, really, I was a spin instructor just like you, and that's how it started. But honestly, I'm I'm glad that we made this faux pas because I I think it's actually super super enlightening to. It, it feels like the barrier to me anyways, it feels like the barrier to entry in terms of eating health, healthily and making better choices and understanding all of these things on our labels. It feels to me, I feel overwhelmed by it. I feel like I'm not sometimes, I hate to say this, but I feel like I'm not smart enough. Like I don't know enough about what's going on. And it feels like there's so much information out there that I get overwhelmed and feel like I can't decipher it myself. And so I think it's the biggest, the greatest faux pas to be made because you don't need to be a doctor to understand all these things. And you just have to kind of start to, like you always say, wake up and begin to read the labels. So absolutely. There was an article from Daily Mail um, that said only 9% of Americans can properly read a nutrition label with many falling for misleading labels like whole grain or fat free on front of packaging. So we're often advertised to eat more healthy, more nutritious food, right? In an effort to combat diabetes and the obesity epidemic striking the nation, um, except there's only 9% of us that can. And I have dietitians, nutritionists, and doctors come to me. They join my program. They're on my podcast. And they say, listen, they do not teach us this stuff. Um, and, and it's sad, but it's very true. It blows my mind. I know. That it's we're crazy. not taught these things. Yeah. If you, um, I mean, if you look at the label, the 98% of the packaging is marketing, right? Tells you um, what's what's not inside. They're always like, hey, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors or zero grams of sugar. It's whole grain. But like, why not put the chemicals? Why not have a box of crackers that say made with 43 ingredients you can't pronounce? Um, and the other thing is we're, we're taught nutrition facts. We're taught eat less carbs, eat less calories and exercise more. But again, we go to the grocery, we're confused. There used to be, um, I want to say around 10,000 grocery items in the 90s. Today, 30 years later, there's over 50,000 grocery items. So when someone does go to the grocery, they have a piece of paper telling them to eat gluten-free or soy-free or corn-free, whatever. It's really real to feel confused because of the choices. Yeah, it's totally a paradox choice. There's so much going on that you just like get overwhelmed and then buy the things you always buy because you always buy them. Yep. Um, so, you know, I have a plethora of questions and I think like we should delve all the way into them because <laughs> I'm so freaking excited just to ask you these things. But I guess before we begin all of that, I would love to know kind of your story or to share with our audience this, your story um, behind Wake Up and Read the Labels. And what you brought uh, me to being so passionate about this. Absolutely. I would say that it found me. I did not find it. First of all, I was a stay-at-home mom. I loved working out. Um, by the way, I used to suck at working out. I was the girl in the back, red face, needed an inhaler, couldn't keep up with the class. My weight would not budge. I have acid reflux, all these things. Fast forward, I start figuring out labels. Um, once I figured out every single food group, my menu once was restricted. All of a sudden it expanded, which generally doesn't happen when you're trying to get healthier. And so I brought these foods back into my life that I love. I was eating pasta and meatballs. I was eating turkey sandwiches, ice cream sandwiches, biscuits, all the foods I love. And I started noticing my inflammation's going down. I'm picking up my workout. Um, I have better endurance. My recovery's quicker. All these things that happened for my husband as well. We were kind of um, looked at as the freaks of the family. Why are they bringing their freaky spinach and artichoke dip and their weird chips and all this stuff? Um, but let it be known today, the family's completely on board. They get it. Um, so anyway, I tried out to be a spin instructor and I know that you had Paul Fishman on your podcast. I used to take, I was an avid spin girl. I mean, I used to go to San Diego every summer, go to spark cycle. I would spin my life away. And so I said, you know, I'm spinning. Why don't I apply and do this as a job? I started becoming passionate about it. So I did, I had an Instagram following with about 200 people and what had happened was I had a family member diagnosed with prostate cancer. 
Um, he was about 57 and they came to me and said, Hey, Jen, we know that you eat healthy, right? Not really understanding what I do. You eat healthy. Can you help him lose 35 or lose weight before his robotic surgery? Now back it up when you are diagnosed with a cancer and they're monitoring the cancer in your blood level with prostate is called a PSA number. Um, he was doing absolutely no treatment for three months. He's strictly waiting for robotic surgery to get prostate removed. So I went to the grocery and I got, you know, clean condiments and I got clean crackers and pasta. I had eight grocery bags and I brought it to his house and I said, listen, you eat all this stuff. When you run out of it, take a picture, go to the grocery, get the same thing. And if you go out to eat, Make sure you send me the menu. I'll tell you exactly what to order. In three months, he got off of blood pressure, off of cholesterol medication, lost 35 pounds. And every time he went in for blood work, his PSA number was dropping by a tenth of a percent. So it, the cancer in sense was actually shrinking. And so they would message me this number and they were like, Jen, it's got to be the food. We're doing nothing else. And so right there, I felt a light bulb go off. I went, oh my God, this is helping someone in a way that I never thought was possible. And so I got passionate about how, who else can I help doing this? So again, 200 followers on my Instagram, had no idea what I was doing on Instagram, hated being on camera, super awkward, everything. Um, but I would show I'm just taught a workout class and here's how I give out my, you know, wet eucalyptus towels. And then when I go home, here's the smoothie I'm drinking. Here's the turkey sandwich. So all of a sudden women in the gym are curious, you know, why are you eating a turkey sandwich? Why are you eating meatballs and spaghetti? Why are you eating bread? Um, what are you eating? The gym I taught at was located across from Whole Foods. So after class, I would take them to the grocery, fill up their cart they're checking out and they look at me and said, this cart looks foreign to me. So all of a sudden I'm saying, they don't know about these crackers. They don't know about these tortilla wraps, right? They don't know about these frozen chicken nuggets. And within a week, I had three people, their bodies completely changed. It was like, belly flattened. Um, all of a sudden, more endurance in the class. They're going from the back row to the front within one week. Their skin is clearing up. They're happier after their workout. Like, oh my God, that felt so good. Did it feel good for you? So now the women are talking. They're asking me to come to their house, go through their pantries. I'm doing it. I'm going to FedEx, printing out the right oils, flowers, sweeteners. Started creating this product recommendation sheet with over 1,000 products. So when you go to the grocery, you know what you're looking for. They then I started saying, I can't do this for everyone. Let me start developing groups. I develop groups, coach them, um, host a weekly call, host a text messaging service. Then push comes a shove. It started growing like a monster. Um, beautiful thing. The demand just grew, grew, grew. And it was just me. Started hiring team members, got my husband and some of his crew. Um, he owned a law firm and they saw me in the trenches helping all these people. So they stepped away from the law firm to come help me. And so they also helped me develop an online course. Here I am hosting live webinars, selling my course that we can dive into later. But that's um, how to help people read the labels and eat clean and feel good. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. It is. But it's, it's True story. Honestly, though, this is like, this is, this is like such a, your story is very much like why I love doing this podcast, because I talk to so many different people of so many different backgrounds, but it's just about, you know, feeling like your very best self in so many ways is about tackling your mindset, but it's also about just following the things in life that mm -hmm. light you up, follow those things. And like, you never set out to, you've got like 150 K something like that on Instagram now. And you know, it's like, you didn't set out to like, say to your, like, say, Oh, I want to become Instagram famous. And I want to talk about food. Like that was not, it was not, like, it was not your intention. It's the thing that happened on accident while you were going after something that you just are passionate about and love and want to help people. And so I think that I really am such a big believer that I think a lot of our success happens and a lot of our success, you know, stems from when we really genuinely follow things that we feel passionate about, um, without like knowing what the outcome will be necessarily. Absolutely. Um, it's, so. I just, I listen to the land, the land tells me what to do. 
Um, not going to lie. It is a lot of work at times and things like that, but, but the amount of testimonials and the lives that change, that is number one reason why we keep growing because these people who don't even become a client, they just follow. And I mean, I've seen it. I've had the best blood work in my life. I've lost all this weight. I have no more arthritis pain. My IBS is gone. These are people just following simple tips. And when you, do something that is so against the grain. It's so abnormal. Um, and you get these results. The the greatest marketing is word of mouth. And that's truly what it is. It's not because all of all of the followers that I have are not because they fa- they found me on Instagram. I would say at least half is because they got someone on the street screaming from their rooftops or they have people who, you know, do hair for a living, Pilates instructors, workout instructors. Um, all these people are telling their clients and who they're interacting with all day. Oh my gosh, are you reading the labels? No one is reading the labels. Right. Super and wild. to be To be honest, I'm like, I'm already thinking, I'm like, well, I should do this program because as a spin instructor, I am telling you, I know I'm not doing everything right. I know that. I know I have so much room for improvement because I am exhausted all of the time and my Mm -hmm. body hurts all of the time. So I would absolutely love to learn how to read the labels better and just so I don't feel so exhausted and my body doesn't hurt so much. Absolutely. And so I like to say those are, those are, that's how your body is talking to you. Your body can't write words, you know, Hey, this is what's going on with me. So you get these symptoms for you. It's my body hurts and I am exhausted. That is, that is evidence that something inside that we're feeding it or exposing it to is not right. Um, Something I am starting this week is I'm hosting a free, what I call wake up call every Wednesday, 10 o'clock central standard time. And it's going to be a way for people to kind of just get to know me a little more. I'm going to cover different topics every single week. And it's also free for the community to come in, get to know each other and talk about the importance of reading the labels. Okay. Well, we will, I think this actually, I think this episode is going to come out this as in that's tomorrow or next Wednesday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Then, well, this episode is going to air after that, but got it. I was like, dang, you got a quick, you got a quick turnaround. Mine (laughs) takes three weeks. I love it, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's every Wednesday. So, Oh, it's every Wednesday. Okay. So then we will, I'll get a link from you and then we'll put the link in the, um, episode from the bio where people can just log onto your Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we'll get a link and then we'll put it in the bio so people can, uh, jump into it. Okay. So let's cool. hop into some of these questions. Um, so one that this is like, this is one of my questions. And then my dad is a big fan of yours. So he has a lot of questions. He always sends me links to your stuff. He constantly sends me stuff. He loves See? you. Yeah. Uh, what's and I've your been dad? doing this podcast for, I don't know, over a year now. And uh, I don't think he listens to my podcast. Um, <laughs> but I think that this will be the first episode he will actually listen to. So I'm very excited. What's his name? <laughs> uh, Jimmy. Okay. What's up, Jimmy? Hi, Jimmy. Thank you. See, so Jimmy is the one telling you and sending you stuff that happens. Um, really cute. My dad does listen. He listens to no podcasts. I think he's never listened to one. He listens to all mine. And then he writes me this big email telling me like, you need to use a deeper voice. Sometimes you need to take more pauses. You need to do this, this, and this. And I'm going to take notes, dad. If you yeah. could uh, send me emails <laughs> with uh, your feedback, maybe he does listen and I don't know about it. Cause he doesn't talk to me about it, but this anyways, I'm going to actually, we're going to do, Let's just jump into his questions because I have so many. So he says, very poignant here. um, An interesting question might be, what does she think the relation to food additives to disease is? What additives should we look out for that are carcinogenic? Is it possible to exclude all um, additives? I try to eliminate all, but they seem to be in everything. Oh, this is a great question, Jimmy. Okay. So I have the exact stat on food additives to disease. Um, which I do want to find, but with that being said, can you eliminate all additives? The, the real answer is, hey, everybody knows to eat real whole foods. I'm talking meat, I'm talking fish, vegetables, and fruit. That's like the epitome of being clean, right? But we want pizza, we want enchiladas, um, we want what cookies, things like that, like. Just unfortunately, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Americans diet. I want to say, sadly, we do 70% processed food 
per day. That's part of our diet. That's what we're eating. Um, but here's the issue, okay? Food and health are deeply connected. And there's studies out there showing how much more deeply connected this is than we first thought. Um, all those weird ingredients we're looking at, the number of food additives has actually skyrocketed. It skyrocketed. There used to be 800. Now there's more than 10,000. And those are the approved additives. There is other ones that are not approved additives that they call grass, generally recognized as safe. How does an additive become generally recognized as safe and not get um, checked by the FDA. There's a YouTube video that I love to show in my webinars and my live events. Um, but basically the food industry, first of all, food industry is saturated by these big, huge companies. So you might read Aura Ida, you might read, um, there's Bobolini, which is like a pizza crust. There's all these things, but they're owned by one giant company. And so what happens is they go hire their own food scientists and engineers, and they put additives in there, number one, to make it taste better so that you will eat more, right? That's why when you eat a Betty Crocker blueberry muffin, and then you go eat a homemade blueberry muffin, it's not as like, wow, that tastes so amazing. So they're adding these things in so you eat more, um, so that you evidently have to what? buy more. Um, there is a clean brand out there. His name is Parker Brooks and he's the creative lovebird cereals. And he was on my podcast. It's my greatest episode ever because he used to work in the marketing de department of general mills and yo plate. Oh, wow. And he straight up told me, Hey, look, I was on this healing journey myself dealing with autoimmune. I just had a daughter. I wanted to feed her the best things. And in the marketing department, they're saying, Hey, you guys, if we slap a mermaid on the yogurt, more kids are going to want to grab it. If we put this additive in the cereal, more people are going to want to eat it, right? Or they're going to eat more. And he said that it started to feel unethical. He knew there was, he wanted to look at the buyers as consumers and not just a number, which made him depart from um, those companies and start his own. His, his actual cereal has the ingredients listed on the front, huge, which is against the grain. Um, but... These food additives, studies show food additives lead to low-grade inflammation. Science and studies have shown that it leads to this stuff, which is why I like to say, hey, look, I'm not the doctor. I'm just telling you what the studies show. Um, dis digestive disorders, nervous disorders, respiratory problems, skin problems, chronic diseases. America is sick. Here's why we need to be alarmed about these additives and ingredients of our food is because the U.S. adult obesity rate stands at 42.4%, and it's the first time we passed up this 40% mark. So, um, yes, can you eliminate it all, though? Like I said, eliminating all is perfect eating whole foods. What I try to do is I try to get someone to like that 90% elimination mark, meaning you're going to find a can of red sauce and it's going to have citric acid in it. If it doesn't, then when you open that can of red sauce, it would be brown. But I say, hey, you've eliminated inflammatory oils, flowers, sweeteners, and 99% of preservatives. So if you're having this anti-inflammatory and you introduce this tiny bit of citric acid, well, it's probably not going to break you, meaning you still get your progress, still feel good. Or I tell my clients, if you have eaten that and you all of a sudden feel your bowels act up, you have a headache, you're all of a sudden tired, you're bloated, any of these kind of signs your body's talking to you, then that's your body's way of saying, hey, I'm sensitive to that ingredient. And so that way you can eliminate it. And maybe you're making your own red sauce now from fresh tomatoes. Right. So what about if you do you eat at places like Cava or Chipotle or, you know, these like fast casual lunch spots that we all I feel like find ourselves at when we're, you know, rushing from place to place or, you know, don't have a ton of time. But, you know, if, I love Cava. I'm a big fan of that place. And, you know, you go in there and you just get what feels like it's a healthy slash delicious meal. Uh, but so is it? So I never heard of Kava. What is that? <laughs> okay. Maybe you don't have it in San Diego. I guess. Or you're not, are you in San Diego? You said you're in San Diego, right? No, I'm, I'm actually in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Um, so I don't think they have Kava there. Um, but yeah, I we definitely mentioned San Diego Chipotle. so many times. Yeah. Let's take Chipotle um, for an okay. example. Okay. Let's first of all, first of all, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Chipotle is owned by McDonald's. So let's start making some assumptions. 
I did know that actually. There you go. So let's, let's just be like, Hey, look, even though they actually Chipotle has this ad running right now, and it makes me want to almost like vomit looking at it, but it talks about real food. We have real food. We have real food. We have real food. And it's like, Hey, let's start diving into your sauces and your oils and your um, spices, because I'm sure there's anti-caking agents. There's the wrong kind of oil. So here's the thing that I teach to all of my clients. I teach that if you're eating, let's say, you know, five days out the week or five lunches. No, let me back that up. I'm going to do an analogy first. Okay. If you're working out four days a week and you take off three, well, odds are you still probably will stay in shape. Um, you're going to still have good recovery time. You're still going to feel good, get that progress, the endurance you're looking for. Right now, if you decide and you took off three days. But now if you decide, hey, I'm just going to work out once or twice a week, well, your body's not really going to change. You're not really going to build the muscle. You're not going to get the endurance you want. You're not going to feel and look like you really want to, right? Same exact thing with eating. If you're eating clean most of the time and you have to go to Chipotle, it's important to know Black beans have a lot of phytic acid and are going to make you bloated. It's important to know sour cream is made with conventional dairy. You are what your cow eats. These are things you want to eliminate. So then you start looking, okay, white rice has um, less phytic acid than brown rice. So when you're building your bowl at Chipotle, right? You're eating clean all the time. You're making the best decision there. All of a sudden, okay, I'm going to get the grilled protein. It's probably going to have bad oil on it though, which means you're probably going to feel... After that lunch, you might feel a little tired. You might feel a little bloated, but you're going to keep having that progress because you eat clean for the majority of the time. Um, so I, I tell people, hey, look, you do have to live your best life. You can. I think it's important that you don't have to change your life to eat clean. It is attainable. It is sustainable. But if you know what you're doing when you're ordering and the majority of the time you can control your ingredients, you will still get that progress you're looking for. So you mentioned oils a yeah. lot. Yeah. What I've never even thought about that once mm-hmm. in my life. So because is the olive oil in my, is that what you mean? Like when I, I go to cook basically anything in my kitchen, I pretty much douse a pan in olive oil first. Is this bad? Is, is that what you mean? Or let's, well, I want to know more about that. <laughs> yes. So again, it's something we haven't been taught. No one knows anything about oils and no one realizes when you go out to eat anywhere, I would say the first ingredient that's being used in every single item is some type of oil. Now, the issue is America has been dealt with this like revolution in the 90s of refined seed oils, meaning sunflower oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, rice bran oil, peanut oil, grape seed oil. Yes, all of these oils, they apply high heat to them and it makes the omega-6s go really, really high and it drops the omega-3s down. Now think about the Mediterranean diet. That's super anti-inflammatory because it's very high in omega-3s. They only use extra virgin olive oil for all of that. So America is going out to eat and they're mostly eating Cisco or US foods and every single thing in there is those refined seed oils, which is also why you go to a restaurant, you're trying to be healthy and you say, oh, I'm gonna get a salad and I'm gonna get a grilled protein and vegetables but you go home and you still feel bloated and you wake up the next day, your skin's still breaking out, you're fatigued, you don't know what's going on. It's all because of the oils. So my tip to to everyone is if you do go out to eat, and I'm sure you do, um, you always ask to get it cooked in butter. Even if it's the worst butter on planet earth, it's going to be a million times better than feeding your body those inflammatory seed oils. It's the number one... Inflammatory seed oils is the number one thing that if America removed it, we would see a difference in our health. Wow. Yeah. Scary and true. It's everywhere. It's in the salad dressings. It is. It's disgusting. It's everywhere. Right. So that's like you're going to sweet green and you really think you're doing something great. Yep. And it's in all the salad dressings. Yeah. Let's see. You said sweet green. Yeah. Okay. You don't have that in New Orleans? We don't have anything. We have Creole. We do have some really good food. Not going to lie about that. Um, but we we don't have that stuff now. We're not forward on that. I mean, um, I could do without Chipotle and Sweet Green over here. But for me, big Kava girl. It's like a Mediterranean bowl. Cool. 
Okay. I'm going to, while you talk, while you ask me questions, I'm going to see if I can find their ingredients. Again, it's so hard to find ingredients um, at restaurants. They make it hard. Like, oh yeah. So Panera Bread, if you click on their Caesar salad with chicken, it says in, you click on ingredients and they have these big, beautiful pictures and the ingredients say lettuce, Caesar dressing, grilled chicken, um, croutons, and then it says grated Parmesan cheese. And now me as the food coach, I'm saying, no, I want to know how did the chicken get cooked? What's actually inside the croutons? What's actually inside the dressing? So you have to click this tiny link at the bottom that says see detailed information. And then it pulls up about 40 ingredients that you cannot pronounce. Same thing for Jamba Juice. If you click on their smoothies, it says, you know, pineapple, raspberry smoothie. And then if you click show ingredients, it shows a beautiful picture of a pineapple, a beautiful picture of raspberries. And like, it'll just have a glass jar with milk and it'll say almond milk. And I'm thinking, hold on, there's gotta be carrageenan. There's gotta be, you know, fillers and gums and inflammatory oils and that almond milk. Again, click see detailed information. It's like the tiniest print ever. So what I'm trying to say is they are food industries are trying to not bring light to it. And they want us to focus on those nutrition facts. That's what's regulated. And that is what people are tracking all day. But if you look at it, like I said, America's sick, our food is toxic, obesity rates up, autoimmune is on the rise, all these things. And what do we all do in common? We all eat food. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but there's okay, a way so out. That's the beautiful thing. That there is are the ethical thing. companies. Yes, there are ethical companies who are using real ingredients. And once you get the swap for everything, all of a sudden your pantry and refrigerator look different. But guess what? You feel different and you look different as well. Yeah, that's that that's a beautiful thing right there. So you there is a way out. There is a way to do better. It's yep. just the more you know, the better you do. And so I guess the next question I want to ask about, well, there's two things I want to know about because they're very popular things. So I want to know about soda water and I want to know about <laughs> oat milk slash almond milk, or just what do I put in my coffee? <laughs> Great question. Okay. So what is PFAS? Let's start there. It okay. is called polyfluoroaxyl substance. Okay. It's a group of chemicals that are used um, in products that resist heat, oil, stains, grease, and water. So it's in a variety of products. It is in sparkling waters. Is it in everyone? No, it's not. But this oh, is- good. I so know. there's still hope I can have it? There is. There is. But let's back it up. There's a couple things, okay? When somebody comes to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm addicted to LaCroix. Um, I only say this on my coaching calls because I don't want to be like complete haterville on social media. But if anything is mainstream, odds are it's bad. I'm talking Dave's Killer Bread, LaCroix, Oatly, um, Wait, Almond Breeze. Dave's Killer Bread is trash. In, yeah. It's in my refrigerator so, right now. Yeah. And you said, you told me. Jen, I feel fatigue and my body hurts. So if you guys are eating this stuff, I'm letting you know there's a way out, okay? Um, if you go to freemorningguide.com, I have a clean bagel, clean protein, clean milk um, for all of you guys listening. So go to freemorningguide.com. That will also get you on our emails because I sent out three newsletters a week talking about different topics with videos, but let's back it up. LaCroix, really funny story. LaCroix legal department also called me. My husband's a lawyer. So I'm always like, Hey, you got to deal with this. Same. Um, yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> so what happened? I shot a video talking about LaCroix having PFAS levels. What is PFAS? It's a forever chemical that lives in your body and it causes thyroid disruption, immune, um, immune depression, I guess, or it, it breaks down your immune system. Doesn't let it, you know, live how it's supposed to. And so they're finding it in a lot of fast food wrappers. Chick-fil-A has it, McDonald's has it. And on the Today Show, they talked about this about four months ago. Hey, we found the chemical PFAS in all these um, you know, fast food wrappers. And so they worked with the company to get it removed. I think it's not going to be removed till sometime in 2024 because they buy all their stuff in such bulk, they got to go through it. Now, here's the issue. When they wrap it up in heated food, 
it seeps into the food because of the heat mm. process, right? Now, why did LaCroix call me? Because I said, you know, LaCroix has some of the highest PFAS. So they sent me a message and they're like, hey, we saw your reel and we needed to be corrected with, you know, the exact terms. Meaning LaCroix, I want to say, is the fifth or the sixth of the top sparkling waters with the amount of PFAS. The highest that contains the most PFAS is Topo Chico. Again, everyone's addicted to Topo Chico. I have heard that. Yes, there's a reason you're addicted to Topo Chico. It's not just that good, okay? Um, But LaCroix is everywhere. And so I think I said something along the lines of LaCroix has the highest PFAS. And like, no, we're not the highest. We want you to say we're the number five or the number six. I can't remember the exact one. That's so cringe. Yep. So what do I do? Of course. Okay, sure. We'll list you as number five or six. You're still guilty. Um, And so when my clients come to me, if they are, you know, I drink four LaCroix a day or there's no way I can get past it. Waterloo and Spindrift don't have any PFAS and they're much cleaner. However, sparkling water causes bubbles. It causes you to be bloated. If you like to be bloated, continue drinking sparkling water. If you don't, unfortunately, get rid of the sparkling water and see how you feel. I know it's a bummer. I know. Um, but odds are you're drinking it anyway because you're addicted to its natural flavors. And it's that that need for that the, the chemicals in it that's doing something um, to your systems. So when you say a forever chemical, though, you mean like that's already in my body forever and ever and ever and never going anywhere? Studies show that, that it's in there for a very long time and it's very hard to get rid of. Now, you might be able to talk to a functional medicine doctor or some holistic person that can help you figure out certain types of foods or maybe even supplements that can help reverse it and get rid of it. Um, but it is scary. And, you know, there's people out there to say there are PFASs in our water in, in, a, in some of our food. It is very true, but it's not at this alarming rate that LaCroix is. So, I mean, I don't drink LaCroix. I drink the, uh, Wegmans brand, um, sparkling soda, which I mean, I'm sure it's just as bad, but definitely I am someone who drinks probably two a day. So what do you drink? Are you just drinking water? Girl, is there hope? I drink water, but I've always been a water drinker. Um, my my mom both. Yep. My clients, they'll do, you know, iced tea. They'll do, I love matcha as well. I'm a coffee drinker. If I need some type of water with, with flavors in it, I love freshly grated ginger, some lemon, love that as a hot water option as well. Um, there's something called almond cow out there. You can put anything you want in the middle. Mm. You can put blueberries, mints, all this stuff. It makes infused waters. That's another idea. But I really think for the benefit of not feeling bloated, eliminating the sparkling water, even kombucha. I do think there's tons of benefits in it. Um, there's something called flying embers. It's a clean kombucha. My husband's people, like my friend, she'll give me some, oh, you might like this. And I do, and we'll drink one, but we just feel so bloated after. So it's really about what works for you. But if you're going to do it, absolutely make sure it's, you know, clean ingredients, no PFAS and all these things. Wow. I mean, so I also suffer from endometriosis. So it's just interesting because I've always attributed the bloat that I always constantly have with endometriosis. They call it endo belly, if you will. And so I've always attributed it to that, but it's interesting to think about. Absolutely. And so, and so I said, food and health is connected, meaning the endo belly, the endo belly result is you being bloated, but that bloat is stemming from you feeding your body inflammation. So when you're eating inflammatory things, then the autoimmune or the chronic diseases that you're battling, they are, they're in an inflamed state. So you're seeing what we're calling endo belly because it is, do you see how it's connected? It's like food connects to the inflammation. Yeah. The inflammation's making the endometriosis kind of scream. Right. Yeah. And all of this, you know, you said it's connected to thyroid and all of these things, which obviously your thyroid is connected to your hormones. And so, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, I'll, I'm going to try to hopefully get pregnant. And so I think that women, probably all over the country who maybe are struggling to get pregnant, um, I think would, would benefit too, from, from reading the labels. Um, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. So 
That's an interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you also asked me about oat milk. You want to go there? I did. I did. Let's go. Let's go, girl. Okay. I say what happens. I try to just keep things simple. Cause like I said, I'm just a person that has done this on my own, that I worked with thousands of people, figured out what makes people feel best and not best. But, um, there's a lot of, you know, science on oats and yada, yada, but to break it down, what happens to oats when you put them in water? Thanks. You know, there you go. So when you put oats in your belly, it expands. A lot of people say, oh, my doctor told me to eat oatmeal because it lowers cholesterol. Now, what people are doing is they're eating inflammatory food all day that raises their cholesterol, but they're trying to combat it in the morning with oatmeal. Okay. The other thing is oatmeal, especially, especially Quaker oats. And I see Oprah on Instagram making Quaker oats. And I just, I don't understand. Um, but Quaker oats has the, one of the highest amounts of glyphosate, which is a pesticide. It's used as like a weed killer. It seeps into the food studies show that's leading to autoimmune and endocrine disruption, all kinds of things. But here you are eating something to combat your choice all day. Um, and you're getting a big dose of a pesticide and the oatmeal is going to make you bloated. In fact, I have a architect helping me develop a new kitchen. I just moved into a new house. Um, her name is Wendy. And when she started working with me, she's like, Hey, I signed up for your newsletters and you said something about not eating oats. And she's, if you look at her, she's like a 50 year old woman. She looks pretty in shape, got everything going on. Um, and she goes, I eat oatmeal every day and I feel fine. And I'm like, okay, if you feel fine, like ignore the newsletter, right? It's just, I'm telling you, if you give it a try, I always tell people, give it a try for two weeks. If you don't feel better, go back. Two weeks later, she comes up to me. She says, I got to tell you, I just tried. I stopped the oatmeal and my belly feels so much better. My pants are looser. I'm going to the bathroom better. Here I am thinking she's not bloated. She goes to the bathroom normal, but she eliminated the oats. Okay. Um, so, and the other thing is oats have a lot of phytic acid. What is phytic acid? It is an anti-nutrient. So when you eat oatmeal, it's allowing your body to not absorb as many nutrients from other foods that you put on with it um, at the same time. And that phytic acid, the pesticides, it all makes these little holes in your intestines a little bigger. And so that's what we call a leaky gut. So toxins, get in there and inflammation can get in there easier. And that's why you see the kind of bloat. Now, if you love oatmeal, there's something called purely Elizabeth grain-free oatmeal. That's one option. Um, there's a wild way. That's another option. Just instant hot cereal. I've also done a YouTube video on this. If you just Google YouTube, Jen Smiley oatmeal, it talks about why to avoid oatmeal. It also shows you a swap. I use the almond cow, um, and I make almond milk and then you use the pulp. You put the pulp inside of a bowl. You can pour some milk on top or honey, or you can put maple syrup. You can put fruit on there. Perfectly game-changing, amazing tasting oatmeal. Wow. So not only should we not be putting, because this is my main question, is because you always hear oatmeal is, oatmeal is the healthiest thing you can have for breakfast. So, you know, I've been hearing so often now, don't use oat milk in your coffee, but it's, and then I was wondering, is oatmeal also bad for you? So it sounds like it is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't so, even get into oat milk, but real quick, let me back it up. You just said oatmeal is the most important breakfast of the day. And I want to say who came up with the breakfast being the most important meal of the day was Kellogg's. In fact, oh. um, the, yeah, they kind of, you know, they, they pioneered, they pioneered that, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And they create all the breakfasts. That's number one. Number two, Oatly. Oprah invests in Oatly, which is why you see the billboards and you see it everywhere. When you go to the grocery and you are almost, you, you're, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you're at the grocery, you see Oatly at eye level shelf and they have about 10 rows, right? So they almost make the decision for you subconsciously. You don't realize that the clean brands you've never heard of only have one row beneath it to the right, all the way at the bottom. Our eyes don't look that way. You see Oatly advertised um, on billboards. You don't see three trees, which is a beautiful oat milk if you're gonna eat oats. Um, and they have almond milk and they have sesame milk and they have pistachio milk, all these things, but they're super ethical and they're using the right 
dried kind of oats. They're not adding any emulsifiers. They're not adding any oils or preservatives. Um, so oatly, they use rapeseed oil. Again, that's one of those super highly refined seed oils. Why do they put that in there? Because they're not using a ton of oats and they want to give you that taste and texture that you're used to when you drink real milk. And that's not that's hard to achieve unless you're using a ton of oats. Um, and it also keeps everything kind of mixed together because if not, then it by by natural or nature, the food acts like it's supposed to and it separates. So they add all these things in there to keep it all mixed together, to make it last a really long time and to make it taste really good to the mouth. Yeah. Wow. So I knew <laughs> this recently. I learned this rather. And I was at, and I was buying Oatly. I bought Oatly for the last year. Also Oatly ice cream as well. Oh, so yeah. I was a you big should... Oatly girl. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. in the last two weeks, I just, and I want to know your opinion on this because I got overwhelmed. I usually put like a dash of Oatly in my coffee. Um, so I got overwhelmed, heard Oatly was bad, heard it was making me bloated, heard all these things. And I was like, okay, I got to cut oat milk out of my diet completely and stop buying it. So then I was like, well, am I going to go to almond milk? And I've, I've never really been a fan of almond milk. So then I just went back to organic whole cow's milk. Am okay. I making another mistake? <laughs> um, hold on. I am looking up Oatly. You said Oatly ice cream. Oh yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. Quickly, just real quick. I would love to read these ingredients and I'll give you a swap for your coffee. Okay. Great. Get ready. Okay. Oatly ice cream. We're going with vanilla. We got water and oats. If it's not organic, that means it's been sprayed with glyphosate, which is that pesticide. Okay. Mm. Then it's got coconut oil, which is okay. Sugar. Okay. We're eating ice cream. Maybe we have to let this one slide, but then it has dextrose and glucose syrup. Dextrose is one of those sweeteners that ends in OSE. It's artificial studies show that it it increases risk of cancer. It's actually worse for you um, than regular sugar. Glucose syrup, I think by now we all kind of know glucose. You don't want that. Um, then low uric acid rapeseed oil, um, mono and diglycerides of fatty acids, locust bean gum, war gum, natural flavor. And then thank you, they put sea salt vanilla seeds. What I would recommend is coconut bliss frozen yogurt or dessert, um, the Madagascan vanilla bean. The ingredients are just water, coconut, war gum, agave, coconut cream, vanilla extract, vanilla beans. So like your dad said, can you avoid those additives? One of these additives is war gum. The other one that I'm not crazy about is agave syrup. Um, but what I'm saying is now you just got better, right? You've eliminated the mono and diglycerides. You've eliminated dextrose and glucose syrup. You've eliminated the pesticide from oats. So you're doing better here. Um, so as far as your coffee goes, I think you're, that's, that's a better option. However, just because the milk and the dairy is organic, doesn't tell us a whole lot about say what the cow is eating. Okay. Mm. You are what your cow eats. Meaning if your cow is eating grains and GMO corn, GMO soy, GMO wheat, then that is seeping into your body. I like to mm. tell people that I, you know, I have two kids, I breastfed, they make those little strips that you can put in your breast milk that tell you if you have alcohol in your breast, because when you drink some wine, it can seep out into the milk. If you eat spicy things, then that can make the baby's belly get upset. And that's when they have, you know, stomach issues. So what mommy's putting into the body does come out of the milk, same thing for the mm. cow. So if you're going to do dairy, you have to find grass milk, dairy, grass fed dairy. That means the cow is eating grass and it's natural. That is, um, if you can find organic grass milk, even better. Now, I do try to get people away from dairy. I always say you never know how good you feel until you've completely eliminated dairy. Um, if you're going to eat dairy, I think sheep's milk and I think goat's milk and their cheeses are better. It's less lactose um, and their diets are usually a little better. But if you're going to get the dairy, what I, if, what were you drinking before? Oatly. So you like that thick, there's a brand called Laird and it's a guy, you may know him. Um, he's a surfer. He did sell his company out, but it's still really good, but they have powdered creamers, but they also have 
which what Coffee Mate looks like in the refrigerated section, or maybe Coffee Mate isn't even refrigerated, but in the refrigerated dairy-free section, it's a tiny little carton. And I think they have unsweetened, they have vanilla and they have one other. I really love the vanilla, but you can just pour that into your coffee. It's that thick, creamy texture you're looking for. And it's really, really good. What was it called? How do you spell that? Layered, L-A-I-R-D. Okay. Layered superfood. Yep. They even have a pumpkin spice for the season. Um, it's wow. pretty good PSL. as well. Yep. Oh man, that is sad. <laughs> I gotta, hopefully that will taste good. Cause I like, I really struggle and I don't put a lot in my coffee, but like, it's just a habit that I have. And I know that I, it's one Absolutely. that I should work on. Absolutely. And if you also like, I'm a diehard oat, um, kind of the gateway into clean eating. If you just want to keep the oat, then go to three trees, oat milk. Fantastic. Okay. I will check that out. Okay. So another question from my dad, he really wants to know about tomatoes and he wants to know if you know about hot house grown. Hot house. Yes. So he, he's becoming really, really into this stuff. So anyways, he says he buys tomatoes from Canada that are hothouse grown, non-organic, and the company states they use no chemical pesticides, but they are not called organic. I don't know anything about hothouse, but I did just Google it and it looks like researchers found glass walls of the greenhouse block UV light, which can cause stress in tomato plants and may alter the fruit's ultimate flavor. I don't, that's a good question, Jimmy. Um, I would say definitely do more research about that. The, the tomato, again, what I would, if somebody, if a client came up to me, I'd say, listen, um, certainly, yes, you do want to, you do want organic. Organic will generally mean that no pesticides are sprayed on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you getting it from a farmer's market? Talk to the farmer, but I want you to be able to eliminate the majority of additives and inflammatory things. So this little bit, your body may be able to actually combat if something is sprayed on there. There's also supplements. Like I know somebody is about to get a Nobel prize for this. It's called ION, I-O-N. And they have something called gut support. And they have this really cool video on their website. And it shows, again, like I was telling you, the gut has little holes in it. And if you're eating inflammatory things, those holes get bigger, leaky gut, and the toxins and pesticides and inflammatory things get in there, get into your system, um, cause havoc everywhere. So maybe if you don't know everything about these tomatoes, um, but it looks like generally speaking, they are a little bit more high quality than probably something you find at the grocery store. But if you're taking that gut support liquid, it's like a teaspoon before you eat, it closes those little holes in more and doesn't allow as much to seep out. So there are again, other things that you can eat and take that can kind of compensate for say your tomatoes or your oat milk, something like that. I love that. Um, okay. So I literally could talk to you all freaking day long, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I'll ask one more question. And this is also yeah. from my dad, um, which maybe we need a part two, Victoria, we need a part two. I think we, I think we might. Um, <laughs> I just love you. Um, so, and also I'm learning. I mean, I know my dad has gotten really kooky in, in the last years, which I say kooky in a, in a loving way, because I think it's awesome and I love it. It makes me so happy. Um, but like he, <laughs> he says, I only drink mountain Valley mineral spring water and brush love my it. teeth with it and cook with it. Oh, I was like, geez, Jimmy. <laughs> wow. Jimmy is really on it. So he wants to know about your water filtration system in your home. Do you have one? And just basically about water in general. I'm like, dad, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, dad. We need, we need to get dad on the show. Okay. This is yeah. this. I get this question all the time. And Here's what I tell people. I say, listen, I do like to stay in the food lane and be simple with labels because I don't want to dilute my message. I don't want to be like the expert on makeup and supplements and water and all these things because truth be told, water is super confusing. Um, I'm even a little confused. I do follow a water sommelier. He's hilarious. His name is Martin. Let me look this up for you. It's Martin. I'm a Google Martin water sommelier. Um, but I do have a, I do have a water filter on my house. It does reverse osmosis, which is one of the best. His name's Martin Reese, R-I-E-S-E. Um, he was actually on Jay Leno as well, but he, I've learned from him that you do want to find 
spring water over purified water, which a lot of people don't know. So Mountain Valley is one of the best of the best. Go to um, Yep. Spring waters. Now I would say, Hey, sparkling is going to make you feel bloated, but if you do want a sparkling water, thousand percent go to Mountain Valley. Um, I get that every time I'm at the grocery glass bottle, Mountain Valley, love it, love it. And I think I, I can be a water snob meaning I feel like I can taste the difference between water. Sometimes it'll taste, you know, chlorine, it'll taste metallic. I just think Mountain Valley is like top notch. I know Evian is another good one. I can tell you that smart water is trash. Um, that one I think is purified. Am I right? We have box water, which is like the water that we get at Soul Cycle. Our water is purified by reverse osmosis. Oh, that might be okay. Um, yeah, see, I don't I don't want to talk too much about that, but I know purified, I, I hear it's if you listen to Martin, he says it's trash. Um okay. but Purified does, you know, go through controlled filtration and a purification process to remove impurities and contaminants. But spring water is like from the source. Purified is almost like um, treated tap water, city tap water is what it is essentially. Um, but with that being said, you do want to, you know, find boxed or you do want to find glass in order to not get the contaminants that come with the plastic. Um, and the other thing is, yes, I have my whole entire house reverse osmosis. It's more alkaline. You do have to be careful what kind of cups you put the water in because it reacts and it could not be alkaline. Um, but I think Jimmy is doing a great job and I love that he's brushing his teeth with Mountain Valley sparkling water. <laughs> great. I am dead. I am cracking I'm curious up. what kind of toothpaste he used because that matters too. I think he uses Tom's. I think I've seen Tom's. Okay. I think Tom's house. is like, okay, but check out Baca, B-O-K-A and check out Risewell. Those are two good ones. Um, okay. If you start looking, this is a whole different topic. Start looking into, if you have a dentist, look into a biological dentist. They start studying the meridians of the teeth with the body. Like, hey, if you got a root canal on your right side and you have a right lumpy breast and you have thyroid problems, it could be because you left the infected root canal still in there. Um, and they also treat the teeth with the whole body. Like if you're having trouble with teeth, they have different scanning systems and they go see, hey, you have a problem with this tooth and that's why you're experiencing, you know, prostate issues, or that's why you have liver issues. That's why you have whatever issues. It is super wild, but start looking into biological dentist. Bio, I'm going to hundred percent do that because I Change your always life. felt like that's what they say. You're all of our um, health is really in our mouth. Everything. It's, yep. It's all connected to the teeth. It's super wild. Wait, you called it a bio what? Biological dentist. dentist. Oh, it's more no. so, yeah. so the dentists here in America, they're super great. So are the doctors, but we do everything based off of science and studies. Um, and we practice medication, right. Which does prolong our life. It does help us a lot. However, there are a lot of things that can be solved with looking at the root cause and taking a more conservative approach, I would say. And so these biological dentists are going to different conferences than the other dentists and they're studying, studying in the Eastern medicine and the way they do it over there. Um, and they're learning, like, I know some people go get acupuncture. They have a guy I know, he had terrible shoulder pain, was about to get steroid shots. And somebody had told him, Hey, go look at acupuncture. And he's like, no way that's not going to work. He went acupuncture, said it was 30% better when he left. And within two days, it was completely, he didn't have to go get any shots or anything completely gone out of pain. And so there's just merit to the meridian system of, Hey, if we go and fix this tooth, then it can potentially fix something else in the body. Wow. 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 Um, I think yeah, I need you, to do another episode on the podcast and have a bio biological dentist on. Absolutely. You do. Um, I'm looking for one now because they're all great, but they're all not, they don't, they don't really want to do podcasts. So I think yeah. you got to find that like sweet spot. Okay. We'll be in touch. If I find yeah. someone, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, all right. You have been so, so, so amazing. Um, I always ask this one question to all of my guests. Um, but if you had one piece of advice that you would give for your younger self, uh, what would that be? Oh, one piece from my younger self. It can be food related or, or not. It doesn't need to be. I guess read the labels. I wasn't reading any labels. And, you know, I was walking home from workouts, drinking premier protein, thinking I was doing a good thing and wondering, you know, frustrated every morning I woke up and my clothes didn't fit my entire life. I was, I always battled weight and fatigue. And so 
Um, knowing that I can just read the labels and become the, uh, my own CEO of my health, I think is it's life transforming. I love it. Thanks so much for being on Jen. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks, Victoria. And for everybody listening, you can just go to freemorningguide.com to discover three common foods that are ruining your day and killing your energy. Woo. Thanks. All right. See ya. So that is a wrap on today's episode. Oh my goodness. I told you it was going to be a good one. Um, This is actually going to be one of my more lengthy episodes, I would say. I don't usually speak with a guest for an entire 60 minutes, uh, but it just felt so necessary. And I still had such a long list of questions that I could have asked her. So I'm already thinking about doing a part two. Um, after you listen to this episode, I would love for you to send us a DM on at very best self and let me know um, if you want me to do a part two with Jen and what questions specifically that you would like me to ask. Um, also, LOL at my dad's questions, you guys, I'm cracking up. <laughs> Um, but overall, Jen was just so knowledgeable and just so just like just a real cool chick who just knows a lot about her. her she knows her stuff. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. Um, there's some definite swaps that I'll be making right away, like not tomorrow, but like today. Uh, and I'm excited to dive into these other swaps and figure out, you know, how ultimately to feel just a little bit better each and every day. And of course we are extending our life. So that matters. We can be there for the people that we love. Um, that is a wrap you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown, uh, follow Jen on Instagram at wake up and read the labels, uh, and then follow our podcast handle at very best self. Uh, that is a wrap for today. I think I said that three times on accident. Oops. LOL. Uh, leave us five stars, write a review, you know, the drill. Thanks. And I'll see you next week.